welcome to the very first 10 to 1 podcast, the podcast for all your fantasy football needs. We will get you from last to first in a little to no time. Me and my co-host Cole Morgan will be giving you guys fantasy advice while telling you what's going on in our own fantasy football league. All right, we're going to get right into it to the game of the week. Big upset, three seed versus six seed, Jobo versus Andrew. Um, Andrew came out on top 91.1 to 85.4. Not as high scoring as we thought it was going to be. I predicted 125 to 140 um, to Jobo's 120 to 135. And so let's break it down. Cole, what happened out there? All right. Well, the big thing for me was with Bo. You know, he had Raheem Mostert obviously going out there. He only got uh, nine carries, 4.6 yards per carry. He did well, just didn't get a lot of touches out there. And then Terry McLaurin, 2.4 points for him. Definitely He's gotten like, 10, yeah. or hasn't gotten under 10 since week five. He's only got under 10 two times this whole season. So that was a big uh, big miss for him. But Anthony Fersker, uh, 7.6 points. And he got seven targets, caught five of them. Uh, I think he would have been a viable tight end option for him with John New out if he advanced. Yeah, I definitely agree with that, especially with the Ferkser part. I predicted um, he would win if Ferkser scored at least six. He got 7.6. Um, unfortunately, um, like you said, Terry McLaurin and Raheem Moser, uh let him down a little. Also, Devontae Booker, in the absence of Josh Jacobs, he did not play well either. Um, going to Andrew's side, however, he didn't get a lot of help from Derrick Henry or Miles Sanders. They combined for, let's see here, around eight, eight or nine points. Yeah. Now, obviously, that's not good for either of them individually. Derrick Henry is mm-hmm. supposed to be getting 20 points, especially with this playoff schedule. Um, however, on a Tuesday night, Dalton Schultz and Lamar Jackson, Lamar 28.4 points. That really helped Andrew um, come out with the win. He barely Barely came out with the win there. Um, so let's break it down a little. Jobo, as we all know in the league, he made a lot of trades at the deadline. On paper, 100% made his team better. However, mm-hmm. the tight end spot was the questionable uh, point. However, like we said, Ferkser played very well mm-hmm. in this Week 13 playoff round one. So let's break it down. If he did not make any trades in Week 11 or 12, Kyler Murray – who didn't play amazing. He's still not 100%, but he got 20.5 points. We'll put uh, Devontae Booker in for Jacobs, uh, 5.6, not that good. Mm. We would put Dobbins in for Mostert. Uh, He would have 13.1 compared to Mostert's 4.8. Tyreek Hill and Stephon Diggs, 11.8, 14.2. Those are still in, obviously. Kelsey, 23.6 compared to Ferkser's 7.6. That's about a 15-point swing. And then we would have... Um, the combination of two out of Higgins, Gordon, and Henderson. I'm guessing Jobo would not have played Henderson because he didn't really play the past few weeks. He was kind of, you know, banged up, didn't really get in, not a lot of carry. So Higgins would have had the 8.1 and Gordon with 14.7. That comes out to 111.6. Jobo would have won by wow. almost 20 points or over 20 points. It's pretty insane. And then the best possible lineup if he started Daryl Henderson over Devontae Booker, even a bigger um, when Mark, he would add 120.4. That's about 30-point differential, and which is honestly insane um, because Jobo scored only 85, and that's 120. That's literally 35 points right off the table. But, I mean, at the time, though, you couldn't really blame him with the trades 
because, you know, obviously Moser did very well. However, he was getting injured multiple times throughout this year. He didn't get hurt. It's just Jeff Wilson got a lot of the carries. I think the 49ers aren't really looking to um, give Moser that workhorse role just to keep him fresh. Um, Chris Carson did hit for Jobo this week, 18.5. You know, he didn't play – 100% 100% of the snaps last week because he came off an injury, but this week he looked really well. Or it looked really good. Like you said, Terry McLaurin, complete dud. I mean, 2.4 points. No one expects that out of him. And then what also hurt him was Godwin and Gronk on a bye. Yeah. Um, obviously, he wouldn't have Kelsey, and I'm guessing Gronk would have did better than Ferkser. But, I mean, it was an ugly one for Ange. However, I mean – he got the win. He came out on top, and I think that's the most important thing. Now Ange moves on to playing me, actually, the one seed next week. We'll get into that later. Uh, any final remarks? Well, I just want to say that uh, for Ange, his team's looking on the up, I think, now, especially Mark Andrews coming back. I would agree with that, yeah. Um, I think Lamar and him are going to – that definitely be a big duo right there if they both hit. Uh, easy schedule coming up for both of them. Uh, BNH hopefully going to be on the up here. I think a big thing for him is Miles Sanders, uh, what they're going to do with the backfield, especially with Hurts. Hurts uh, might give him some touches in the passing game some more. And it looked mm-hmm. more on the ball more. So we'll see about that. But he's one of my favorites uh, coming out of that win. Yeah, I would agree with that. His team has a lot of potential. And just going back to um, what you said about Miles Sanders, he's actually on Andrew's bench right now. Uh, mm. As we know, he started him last week. He benched Gurley for Naheem Hines. That actually what pulled that him out for good, the win. Manager move. Hines manager 11 points, there. Gurley 2.5. That was enough for the win right there. He would have lost um, without that yeah, around nine-point swing. That was a really good, really good start by Ange. So, you know, that that's it for this game. Moving on to the next game. All right, well, we're getting right into the next game. Uh, Marcus versus LJ. Uh, LJ coming out on top here. Big win for him. You know, his running backs really hit for him this week. I think that's a big thing for him. Marcus, CEH had a big dud. And uh, what do you think about the matchup, Ray? Yeah, so LJ coming out on top, 129.5 to 100.7. This game, you know, to be honest, it wasn't really ever close after um, the Thursday night games. Or, excuse me, the Sunday 1 o'clock games. There wasn't a Thursday night games this week. But, yeah. Uh, icing on the cake for LJ's team, I would say, was Ayuk and Zeke um, yeah. Monday and Tuesday. He really had the win before that, like technically not, but, you know, it was in his favor. Um, Clyde not playing active, but just staying on the sideline the entire game. That definitely hurt Marcus. That was a low blow, but mm. I was looking at the scores, and his highest bench player was Kiki Kuti, 19.1, um, which was actually – very, he had a very impressive game. Um, he said he would most likely started Jarvis Landry with sixteen point two. He still would have lost by double digits, or with Kiki Kuti in nine point seven. But what really hurt him this week was Benny Snell only getting two points. I think he had only six yeah. or seven carries for about seven or eight yards. You know, um, he really split time with like Anthony McFarland and those guys on the Steelers. That definitely hurt him a lot. Even like. Ridley had 13.3 and Lockett 9.3. It's not bad, obviously. You'd like to see a little more out of them, especially since they've been so reliable for the most of this year, except for, you know, like Lockett, maybe one or two weeks. Um, Kenyon Drake, I want to say, at 12.8. That's exactly what you expect out of him. He gets that mm-hmm. every time. Yep. Um, but overall, injuries killed Marcus this week. He didn't have 
Uh, well, not even this week, the last half of this year. I'm, he did a very good job getting into the playoffs. George Kittle out for a while. James Conner's been her, uh, on the COVID list for about two weeks. He probably would have got him over the top with like Jarvis Landry, Kiki Huti, and he could have, you know, had a 15-point game. You never know. Um, John Brown likely out for the year with, I want to say, a high ankle sprain. And DeAndre Swift having a concussion, concussion in his first game that he looked really well or he played really well in, you know, he got a bulk of the carries. He just, like, he, he wasn't ready to play. And that really hurt Marcus because it was literally three or four starters that would have made a big impact on his team. Like, George Kittle could literally go for 30 points. Obviously, Goddard, you know, pretty good backup option. Nine points, you know, it's all right. Like, he didn't really, you know, go off for Marcus, if you would say. Yeah. He didn't really have a dud either. It was just, like, in the middle thing. But, like, he needed – he just couldn't keep up with LJ. Yeah. Um, I believe, you know, looking at LJ's team in the future, moving on, obviously. Brandon Ayuk, uh, obviously the game was over by then, but that's mm-hmm. a big that's a big upside for him coming into next week who's he going to start at his flex. He had nine targets, caught five of them, 95 yards, uh, 19 yards per catch, really good. Moans obviously is looking to him. Uh, I think T.Y. is still really risky. He's gone off the past two weeks, though. But I don't see him putting him in the lineup. But Ayuk's going to stay there, I think. And then we had Zeke, who also looked good again. 11.5 points. Mm-hmm. You know, there's that kind of stretch where he went around like seven or eight points per week for like three weeks or so. So that's obviously not going to be acceptable. But hoping that he goes back to that area where at least it's an RB2 for him. I know you expect an RB1, but RB2 mm-hmm. for him to be nice for him around this time. And then J.T., you know, 21 points, 13 rushes, um, three receptions, 44 yards, and that touchdown. With him, it's been kind of on and off, you know, with that backfield, and he Himes also yep. scored. Mm-hmm. But the big thing, I think, is that with them, too, I think they'll at least be able to both get some decent touches. For LJ, he doesn't have any more running back options, really. I think him and Zeke are for sure starts. And then David Johnson, you have to see. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. And going off really to the rest of LJ's team, Russell Wilson, 18.5 points, enough for the win by a lot, obviously. But he really has not played well over these last five or so weeks. Um, Giants defense, you know, pretty good. He has a good matchup against the Jets this week. You know, hopefully he gets a few touchdowns in before it gets ugly. But, I mean, this could be a concern because he – Russell Wilson was – a top two fantasy quarterback the first half of the year, and now he's really underperforming. But I mean, the rest of his team really carried the load. Devontae Adams, twenty nine point or tw- yeah, yeah twenty nine point one points. He's literally unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, he and the thing is, though, he might be able to keep that up. He's been exactly. you know over twenty points consistently. He's projected twenty one points in a half PPR league. It's insane. Jonathan Taylor he didn't play last week due to um, close contact with COVID, but he had twenty two carries two weeks ago. Um, he had the most carries, I want to say, this week. He is looking really good right now. 13 carries for, I want to say, 95 or so yards. David yeah. Johnson, at this point, if he could get him the 12 the, or 10 to 12 range, like I said, Mark on Kenyon's or Kenyon on Mark's team, that'll be fine. That's all you need from him. Exactly. Hawkinson has been a top five uh, tight end this year. I mean, I don't know if we would have thought that earlier in the year, but the tight end is so wishy-washy it's, now. Yeah. And like you said, with Ayuk, if Ayuk could get 12 points consistently, LJ seems looking really good. And mm-hmm. it's scary for Sean, especially in a one week without Antonio Gibson. So, Yeah, exactly. All right, moving on to what we call here the toilet bowl. Bottom four teams of the league, none of them made the playoffs. However, pretty competitive. 
first up, we have you, Cole. Um, mm-hmm. I predicted you being the highest scorer in the Toy Bowl, at least for week one, and That's you prediction. proved that true. 119.3 points. Waller, 38.5. Pretty insane. So Huge. do you want to you want to talk about that? So, yeah, Waller, you know, he's just one of those guys with Titan how it is this year. You know, you need to have a guy like him on the team. I have, you know, obviously not Kelsey level, but he has that upside just not as consistent for me. Um, pretty happy with my team overall. Galladay uh, out. Hopefully he returns this week. That'll be a big uh, increase to that flex spot from Pittman, who had 7.4, I believe. So that'd be major. He's a very consistent guy, number one threat for the Lions. Overall, pretty happy with my team. AJ Brown, some fumble issues, but I think they'll still give him some volume there. And then Devontae Parker, hopefully, get bounced back, getting ejected uh, partially to that game. So hopefully they'll come back. I'm still happy with my team overall. Hopefully I won't have to make it drop. Yeah, so let's talk about what you did earlier in the season a little bit. Um, beginning of the season, you were not where you wanted to be. You were 0-3, 0-4, whatever, yeah. right? You mm-hmm. traded, I want to say, Kenyon Drake for Nick Chubb after his MCL sprain, you know, out six to eight weeks. You basically yeah. called it quits on the playoffs and were pre- preparing not to lose. Obviously, no one wants to do that punishment. Yeah. Um, you also did this with A.J. Brown, who has been a win for you. And Galladay, you know, hasn't come back yet. But say you um, blow the lead this week and you are in the championship for the loser's bracket. Hopefully, he'll be back by then. So, with those players, pretty er, – and – even Eckler, who who has been out for a while, he came back. You know, obviously he didn't score 20 points this week, 8.8. You know, I yeah. guess serviceable, serviceable enough. You were still the high scorer. Yeah. But those players you traded for, 17.1 for Chubb. He's been a beast since he came back. A.J. Brown Amazing. only – yeah, only 8.7 with A.J. Brown. But yeah. he's been coming up big. Um, waiver wire pickup for – quarterback Ben Big Ben 23 points after him being questionable with both knees um you did you did pretty good job a pretty good job with this um Devontae Parker for Michael Thomas you know Devontae Parker only 5.5 yeah but that was that was before you you really tanked and were uh drafting or trading for this losers bracket but I mean still obviously good enough yeah moving on to Chris, 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 Chris. Yeah. I predicted him to be neck and neck with you in scoring. He was actually the lowest scorer out of the four. Um, he His team really underperformed this week. Yeah. Um, Claypool, Giovanni Bernard, Hunter Henry, all disappointed. Hunter Henry, one point. Gio, like, 3.8. Claypool, four or six points. Obviously, he does not want them to do that next week. He... He had Miles Gaskin come back 13.1. He started Wayne Gallman 13.5. That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, Watson, 22.8 without Will Fuller, 341 passing yards. That really, to be honest, did not affect him. Uh, Kamara is not playing like Kamara ever since Drew Brees got hurt, which Drew Brees is on your bench. Mm-hmm. But 16.7, that's obviously not bad, but he, he was his first pick. He was his first-round draft pick. You don't want... Alvin Kamara scoring 16 points in playoff or toilet bowl uh, league games. That's not what you want to do. His team came out to a total scoring of 86.3. Really not really underperformed, really underwhelming. Yeah. Um, going, Moving on to Riley. 
Riley played a lot better than I expected. Do you want to go off of that? He he did really well this week. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, a lot of his players, you know, their hits, very consistent players. So as Kareem Hunt was was a little bit underwhelming, 7.4. Mm-hmm. But the big thing for me here, Corey Davis, uh, 29.7 points, 11 yep, catches, yep. 182 yards, and, of course, the touchdown. That is a major game for him. You know, guys like that, you really see him in the toilet bowl. You know, I got, like, Nick Chubb, but having Corey Davis go off like that is major for him, especially Christian McCaffrey about to come back this week, you're hoping. Uh, there's a new injury, though, with his thigh. Apparently yep, came up yep. and tweaked it in practice. So that's a big hit for him. And uh, Mari Cooper, you know, did well. A bunch of those guys just, you know, did they expected a little bit above. And it hasn't been sort of that waiver wire pickup players that he's had to deal with throughout the season with injuries and whatnot and starting to get his team back healthy. And I think that he, he might be in the clear to get out of here before he make it to a week 15. Definitely. Um, Riley has been hit pretty hard by the injury bug throughout the year. Uh, like you said, number two pick overall, CMC. Dealing with another injury. This is his third of the year. He's still trying to get back from that shoulder. We'll see if he plays this week. To be honest, I thought he was going to need a miracle. And from Rodgers, Amari Cooper, and Robert Woods. Rodgers, 28.7. Amari Cooper, 13.8. And Robert Woods, 13.5. But he got it, like you said, from Corey Davis, 29.7 points. He went off this week. Damian Harris added up 10 points. Aguilar, 5.8. Like, you know, he was a boomer bust guy. Hopefully a long touchdown. Didn't get it. But yeah. he 119 points, only .3 behind you. He played really well. Um, His team played really well. He also... Had Mike Evans, Ronald Jones, and obviously Christian McCaffrey on bye weeks. Mike Evans and Ronald Jones um, expected to boost his team up. I saw that he yeah. had both of them in the starting lineup, especially yeah. after Bruce Arians said Ronald Jones needs 20 touches a game. That basically blows Fournette. But, you know, he's not in the window. Yeah. He's not in the picture anymore to get enough touches to hurt Rojo's fantasy value, mm-hmm. which I think is really important for Riley's team at least. Um, you know, he I, honestly. He right now he has Kareem Hunt in his starting lineup and Damian Harris and um, Corey Davis on the bench. Kareem Hunt has not played well um, since Nick Chubb, since came, Nick Chubb back. Has came back. So what would yeah, you do if you were him? Who would you start out of those three? Honestly, I'm looking at Corey Davis. You know, I said it last week before too. Marks' dad. You know, I told him Corey Davis. He's been consistent, especially for a flex option. Mm-hmm. You like what you see out of him, especially if a big game like that. You know, they're gonna look to. Uh, feed him the ball. I don't know who they're playing next week, if the matchup is uh, bad where you shouldn't start him or not. Plays Jacksonville, yeah. Pretty good Jacksonville, matchup. Yeah, it's a good matchup, especially his receiver too, so I think they might try to take A.J. Brown out of it, if anything. Mm-hmm. So I think that he'll definitely get looks there. And even if not him, I would still take Damian Harris over Kareem Hunt currently. You know, Patriots love running the ball. Damian yeah, Harris is number one good. back for them right now. Pretty much is not doing it. Even efficiency-wise, you know, it's not like the touches are even that bad. Just that he's not really getting it done for them, especially on the goal line. I'm trying to score more rushing touchdowns for him like he was before, but it's just not happening anymore. So I would expect him to be on the bench come starting next week. Mm -hmm. We will see what happens throughout this week. Lastly, we have Mr. Jack Kimball. He, you know, he hasn't scored over 100 points the last eight weeks, including this week. He was Mm -hmm. not the lowest scorer. Chris was. He, Jack scored 91.3. His team didn't really under or overperform, I thought, to be honest. Yeah. However, Justin Herbert did yeah. god-awful, 6.0 points. If he had, you know, 25, 30 points like he usually does, Jack is actually right in it with you and Riley. He still exactly. would be down, but he would be right in it. 
Jamison Crowder had, I want to say, 17 or 18 points. He played well. Justin Jefferson, um, 22 points. Um, let's see here. Um, he, Like I said, he beat out Chris by about five points. He has Robbie Anderson coming off a of bye week this week. That'll definitely give him a boost because 100%. his team is not that deep. However, it could be his team could be worse somehow because he traded – Will Fuller for Justin Jefferson and J.D. McKissick, who had like 12 or 13 points this week too, actually. He did not do bad. But say he didn't do that trade, his team would be scoring about 70 points a game. Yeah, maybe Will less. Yeah. The season, Steroids, that, but... yeah, terrible. But, um, yeah, so we will see how this plays out next week because this is a two-week event unlike the playoffs. Um, both will yeah. be two weeks um, JD's looking after up this week. For him. You know, yeah. Gibson potentially yep. out. So. Gibson being potentially out with turf toe. Definitely. So we will see what happens. It's going to be an interesting one. So up next, we have questionable roster slash lineup decisions. Up first, me, actually, I picked up Henry Ruggs. Um, As you know, Cole, there are no ad drops once the regular season is over after week 12. I took a risk on a total boom bust guy. He's been all bust so far this year. Um, Had 14 points this week on that last second Hail Mary. What do you think about this decision? Well, you know, he's a he's a decent player to pick up off your bench or off the waiver wire, boom bust, like you said, last second touchdown to win the game for him. That scored most of his points. You know, I don't really see him obviously starting in your lineup as you're one of the favorites to win the league, got a lot of weapons and stuff. Depending on the matchup, maybe, but I, I really don't see him going near your lineup regardless. So it was it was a good pickup for what was there but I still don't see him starting for you. Yeah, I mean he's more of an emergency guy for me. We'll see how it plays out with these next one to three weeks, however yeah. far I make it. Um, Jobo, he started It started Anthony Ferkser, um, even after everybody dropped the tight ends they originally picked up to mess with him. Uh, Ferkser, 7.6 points. Potential pickup was Tyler Higby. He stated earlier um, this week on Sunday, he had 10.4. That wouldn't have changed the outcome of the game. But say he won this week, I mean, that would have been a good, pretty good decision because he has Gronk coming back, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, you know, it was not Fersker's fault this week. He did exactly what you need him to do, especially Titans as it is right now. Yeah. You know, like you said, Chris's Titan had one point for him. My Titan had 33. I'm I'm at that rare point where, you know, I have like a top one or two. Besides that, it's just you want to try to get consistent, hopefully anywhere from like 7 to 10 out of your tight end spot. He got that. It was good enough. Uh, not good enough to secure the win, but that's the most you really ask for first to do there. Yeah, the tight end position is pretty thin this year. Another one of his questionable moves was he benched um, J.K. Dobbins for Devontae Booker. I mean, Devontae Booker was going to get the workload with Jacobs out. However, Dobbins was playing very well after their bye week the past three or four weeks. Didn't play due to COVID last week. Yeah. This, If he started Dobbins, he would have had enough to win against Ange. Um, so, what do you think about that? You know, Devontae Booker, when when you get plug guy into the number one role like that, you got to look at the situation in the Raiders. The Raiders not really a good one. You know, he's getting a lot of volume there, but it's what could he really produce? 3.1 yards per carry. Like you said, only 5.9 points. Not a good situation to be in. You know, Josh Jacobs is a talented running back. That's why he can mm-hmm. make it work in there. Devontae Parker, clearly not as good. And uh, that's why I wasn't a big fan of it. Especially J.K. Dobbins getting more of the workload now. Ravens offense, much better situation for a running back. Going to get a lot of runs, a lot of volume, and they can actually do something with it. So 
wasn't a big fan of that. Obviously, it's a tough decision to make, but uh, it was the wrong one. Mm-hmm. Now we have Marcus. He didn't drop John Brown for a potential boom or bust guy slash handcuff running back. I mean, this one, let's be real, it didn't really matter. I mean, even if he started, you know, a potential guy that t- to score 20 points this week, he still would have lost. So we'll just move on to that or from that. Mm-hmm. Now we have Ange benching Todd the Bod, Todd Gurley for Naheem Hines. This worked out very well for him. He, uh, he actually won because of it, mm-hmm. kept his sixth seed and a dream alive. And I, I thought, you know, exactly. I questioned this. I mean, I guess he knows more than I do. You know what I mean? He made a good decision. I don't know if I would have did that mm-hmm. if I was him. Obviously risky. You know, a guy like Tiger has been doing well. Played the Saints defense, who he knows has a good run day. But uh, it was a very risky move. Hines has not been promising, really. It's very... Uh, on off week for him, you know, but he hit this week, did well. Now he has Miles Sanders coming up, playing Saints D. We'll look to see. I think he's gonna have Miles Sanders on his bench mm-hmm. too, yep. correct? As of right now, currently, yeah. So we'll see if he keeps it that way. Hopefully, that will help him move on to the championship. And we have, lastly, for questionable decisions, Chris. He dropped Carry on Johnson with Swift being hurt for Daniel Jones. I mean. Let's be real. We all love Daniel Jones here. I'm a Giants fan. I love Daniel Jones. Love but him. Love him. He has a Sean Watson starting. And, I mean, AP exactly. did get a bulk of the carries. He was really the main back. But it would have been a nice – like, carry on would have been a nice um, deep bench position just in case something happened to AP or just in case he was getting um, a bulk of the carries because, let's be real – Especially now, it looks like he's going to be into week 15 and 16. If Swift is still out with this concussion slash illness um, and something happens to AP, he might deeply regret this decision. Exactly. I don't see him. I don't see Daniel Jones starting for him. You know, he's just Sean Watson. You know, Daniel Jones has uh, Seahawks come up next week. Cardinals, and, Cardinals. Uh, oh, no, no, he played the Seahawks and he has the Cardinals come up next week. Excuse me. And then come week 16, uh, or he has Cardinals, then Cardinals, Browns, Browns then Baltimore. Baltimore, then Cowboys. So it's not even a good tough, yeah. tough schedule. Not even good matchups for him. Yeah, so there's no reason to even really be on the roster, I guess, just in case Deshaun Watson gets hurt. But uh, I don't know if the probably is better quarterbacks, I think, to pick up there. And I don't see him making it to the starting lineup for him, so it doesn't really affect him. All right. Right now we have our preview and predictions. Ray versus Ange, me versus Ange, one versus six, and Sean versus LJ, two versus five. So I'm just going to break down each starting lineup that's currently on the fantasy app right now. Um, Mahomes for me and Lamar for Andrew, I would say right now um, Mahomes is going to score more. You know, he's been a better fantasy quarterback all year than Lamar. Lamar did play well last week. Yeah, but, yeah, I mean, he faced the Cowboys. You know what I mean? Mahomes does have a pretty tough, tough matchup. Yeah against the Dolphins, but then again, he's Patrick Mahomes, so we'll see how that goes. James Robinson and Derrick Henry. James Robinson has honestly been one of the most consistent um, running backs all year. Um, Love yep. uh, Derrick Henry, I mean, they, I don't really blame him scoring six points um, on him, mainly because they went down 35 points in about you know a blink of an eye, so they're going to be passing yeah. the ball like Corey Davis – really benefited from that, and Derrick Henry did not benefit mm-hmm. from all uh, at all from that. I would put them, you know, I would put them as equal. I mean, you could probably say Derrick Henry is going to do a little better this week. They play each other. Jacksonville's defense is a lot worse than the Titans. Both are pretty bad, but yeah, 
if they could equal each other or match each other, I feel like I'd be in a good position. Next, David Montgomery and Todd Gurley. I have, honestly, David Montgomery above Todd Gurley. He has the second easiest mm-hmm. schedule in the playoffs besides Derrick Henry, and he has put two 20-point performances back-to-back. Todd Gurley could still have that lingering. Um, I think it's a knee issue. Um, he only played, you know, he didn't get a lot of carries. I don't think – I think Brian Hill – actually had the most carries or Edo Smith last week, not even Todd. Yeah. Um, Julio and Cooper Cup. Julio's been dealing with a hamstring. He had like four or six catches for 96 yards um, this week. I mean, hopefully hopefully he's healthy for me. And uh, Cooper Cup plays for Ange tomorrow. We'll see how he does. I'm nervous about that. You know, I have him equal basically right now. I mean, they they average basically the same amount of points anyways. It's really going to depend on um, – if Julio's healthy because the Rams offense is so yeah. like they could hit cup or Robert Woods could each have 10 receptions on the given night. So it mm-hmm. really depends. Um, exactly. yeah, D hop. I have him equal to Michael Thomas. D hop has been playing pretty terrible. Um, hasn't been living up to the name because I would say Kyler, his shoulder isn't where it needs to be right now. He's not hundred percent. Michael mm-hmm. Thomas is getting better chemistry every week with Taysom Hill. So, I mean, I put them as equal right now. We'll see what what happens. I have Kelsey being better than Mark Andrews or Dalton Schultz, depending on Mark Andrews playing or not. I mean, Kelsey is in a yeah. league of his own. That's yeah, exactly. I have Allen Robinson for him beating out AB for me. Will Fuller would be in yeah. this spot, but he got called with steroids. That was a pretty big loss for my team. I'm, I'm yeah, really too. bad timing. I traded for him about five days before. I'm just hoping AB and then mm-hmm. Curtis Samuel in my last flex spot who might not even play this week due to COVID. I, I just hope they, they combine for at least 15. So yeah. on the last matchup, Curtis Samuel versus Marvin Jones. I have him as equal. Marvin Jones has been playing pretty well without Kenny Galladay in the lineup. So yeah. I, I scored 120.5 points with 1.8 in my flexes of James White and Frank Gore last week. Frank Gore got hurt on like this first play of the game. So I'm hoping A.B. and Curtis Samuel will – do more than that. Mahomes only had 22 last week. I mean, that's pretty good from a quarterback, but he's the QB one this year. He's Patrick Mahomes. Hopefully he scores upwards of 30, 35 for me. Um, week in and week out for the rest of the year. I'm really going to need that. Dave Montgomery, another great matchup. Um, D hop and Julio, both tough matchups. D hop is on James Bradbury against my giants. I really don't know what's going to happen there. James Bradbury's really been locking up all wide receiver ones this year. So very underrated. Very underrated. Quarterback, yeah, he's been doing very yeah. well. And like I said, Curtis Samuel needs to play. For Ange, mm-hmm. only scored 91 points last week. However, Derrick Henry and Miles Sanders combined for only 8.5. Miles Sanders not even in the starting lineup this week. Um, yeah. So he could legitimately score if if Todd Gurley and Derrick Henry score 20 each, he could score you know 130, 140 points easily. Cup has a pretty bad yeah. matchup tomorrow. Um, however, I think he'll be fine. You know, whatever, 10 points, 15 points, possibly more. Yeah. Andrews needs to play. Marvin Jones has a tough matchup um, against Jair Alexander. I'm guessing Jair is going to be on him if Kenny Gallaudet is in play. And Todd Gurley, that question, questionable knee, you know, it's been, been the story the past few years. We'll see. Uh, obviously, Can't I'm believe. biased, but I have me winning – in the range of 125 to 140 to 115 to 130. Um, anything could happen. So what do you, what do you think about this matchup right here? Uh, I, I think it's a very good matchup. 
Currently, I believe that the winner of this will probably win the league. That's where I'm staying right now. Honestly, I know Andrews will succeed, but just looking at his playoffs, and man, Lamar Jackson, who's been under um, underperforming, I guess you could say, is where he was picked. Expect him to be the number one quarterback. Not even close to Mahomes, in my opinion. This week, potentially, just do the playoff mm-hmm. schedule, like we said with Lamar. And then Mark Andrews, if he plays, it's a big upgrade for him over Dalton Schultz. You know, double dip. I think that, yeah, exactly. Double dip. The schedule's uh, looking easier for playoffs for both them. Derrick Henry. That that was terrible last week. You know, Andrew starts out the whole time. So, I think, obviously, he'll improve. But your team, too. No DJ Moore for Curtis Samuel. Mm-hmm. Going to open up a lot for him. Antonio Brown, that's why the biggest question mark uh, we have here is if he'll perform enough for you. We hope he will. And then Travis Kelsey is just such a big, though, like an upgrade. Mark Andrews is very good, like I said. But Kelsey, not even from a tight end standpoint, from just overall, you know, as a receiver, he's like a receiver one. Don't even think of him as a tight end. Just extra nice receiver to have in there. Very consistent. Could drop up to 23, like you said, like last week. He's, you know, very good. Dave Montgomery in the playoffs, love him. Uh, I want to try and secure him, but couldn't happen. And then, you know, Marvin Jones with Kenny Galladay potentially coming back. I think that'd actually help him. Mm. You know, targets might go down, but with Jair, I think he'll kind of balance itself with uh, going against the Green Bay's defense. Yeah, going back to what you said about A.B., how he's one of the more interesting um, players in this league, especially since he only came back like five weeks ago. And obviously Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, you know, where's the ball going to go? Chris Godwin did not mm-hmm. practice today. He had surgery to remove the, I want to say, pins in his hand after he broke his finger. Um, I'm guessing he's going to play. However, Mike Evans mm-hmm. was limited on a hamstring, either limited or he didn't practice. And that, I feel like, is pretty big coming off of a bye week, especially, because he definitely could have rested all week if it was lingering. So, I mean, my guess right now is they're both going to play, but if they don't play, that really helps AB, I feel like. upgrade for Antonio mm-hmm. Brown. Exactly. Yep, and then moving into our last matchup, like I said, Sean versus LJ. I'm going to break down the starting lineups, that, what they are right now. I have I have Wilson being higher than Brady on this paper right now. However, I think I'm going to change that, to be honest. Brady's been playing pretty well. Um, I want to mm-hmm. say besides that Saints game, he played terrible in. But um, yeah, Russell Wilson, bad, like yeah. I said, on the downward spiral right now, you know, Unless he picks it up, I mean, look, he has probably the best matchup this week against the Jets. Exactly. Jets defense is not good. Um, that that could help him a lot because um, mm-hmm. that could help LJ's team a lot because he could easily go for five touchdowns in three quarters and then yeah. you know just have Chris Carson run the ball the rest of the game. I have Dalvin Cook over Jonathan Taylor. I mean, pretty obvious. Even though Taylor has been a beast the past two games, Dalvin Cook is like a top two fantasy running back this year. Top three, top one, mm-hmm. you know. Any any of those spots, you know, up for debate. He has a pretty tough matchup this week, but I think he's going to score 20 points at least. Moving on, Aaron Jones against Dave, David Johnson. I have Aaron Jones being better, but um, David Johnson been pretty disappointing even after week one. Like week one he played, he had like 25 points, and I don't think he's got yeah. up to that since then. Aaron Jones. Very exciting week one. Aaron Jones didn't play uh, that well last week. I feel like until he had that around mm-hmm. eighty or seventy-five yard touchdown. That was at the yeah. very end of the game. That was to put the icing on the cake for the Packers against the Eagles. But if he could get consistent c- touches, especially in the red zone, Sean complains about it all the time. But if he gets touches mm-hmm. in the red zone and Jamal Williams does not, that's really going to help Sean. Um, 
They need to feed him. They're playing the Lions. They could go up early. But moving on to the next matchup, LJ has Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams is an absolute monster. Um, they could easily give yeah. Devontae two touchdowns in the first half because that's they're not going to be in a big lead until they score a bunch of points. So they could throw the ball all they want to yeah. him, especially with the depleted secondary of the Lions. Um, Akuda, I don't even know any other corners on their team. But Akuda's been pretty terrible from what I hear this season. I don't watch too many Lions games. So I definitely have Devontae yeah. over um, Adam deal. Thielen, even though Thielen's been you know pretty good. I have uh, Keenan Allen over Brandon yeah. Cooks. I mean, I'm not going to account for what happened last week against the Patriots. They lost like 45 nothing. Um, Bill Belichick kills yeah, rookie QBs. Turns. But Keenan Allen's going to be a beast, yeah. I feel like, this week. Um, him and Thielen have pretty good matchups. Um, Brandon Cooks. I thought he would play a lot better than he did um, last week, especially with Will Fuller out. He played pretty well, but like the beneficiary was Kiki Kuti, and then I f- honestly even forget the third wide receiver name, wide receiver's name. But he had over 100 yards too, so we'll see. I mean, he's going to be the number one target now, so teams are going to focus on him. So we'll see how that works mm-hmm. out. I definitely have Hawkinson for LJ over Tanya. Yeah. Tanya had like 11 points last week or whatever, he scored a touchdown, but. He's been inconsistent, especially after like that three touchdown game he had. Hawkinson, top five tight end this year. I have Juju and Ayuk um, equal to each other. Ayuk played a lot better than Juju last week. Juju had like seven catches for twenty eight yards. Who honestly, he's been a little disappointed this year. He's, he's had his good games, but overall, I mean, you expected more out of him. I have them equal just because he has that potential to score 15, 20 points. And Ayuk, you know, he's playing well. Mm-hmm. He had eighteen points this week. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure that was his first game back too, right? Ayuk? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, you know, he's yeah, going to have to build off that. Few weeks, I believe. Yeah. And then lastly, Boyd over Zeke. I'm going to have Zeke over Boyd. Um, Cowboys offense, I feel like, has been getting more comfortable with each other every week. Um, and Tyler Boyd, mm-hmm. who has, you know, guys off the street thrown to him. So, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Big, big loss for Sean here. Gibbs, Antonio Gibson is likely out with turf toe. Happened on his second carry of the game um, Monday against the Steelers. Yeah. Um, that that's painful because he would be in there over Boyd, I'm guessing, mm-hmm. Boyd or Juju. But that's going to hurt him a lot. He, yeah. was, he had the fourth most points the past, I want to say, three or four weeks out of all running backs um, in fantasy football. Wow. Yeah, he, yeah really? he was a legit RB1. And him and Dalvin, you know, wow. that, that would have been an unbelievable, unbelievable yeah. duo, him and Aaron Jones, trio, you know, whatever. Um Mike Davis, though, he could be a play if CMC doesn't play this week over Tyler Boyd. He yeah. hasn't played the, uh, that well the past two weeks without CMC. However, he's going to be the guy there. You know, at, he's, No one else runs the ball yeah. besides Mike Davis and a, a few carries to like Reggie Bonifant. But I, I really don't yeah. think that's going to matter. For LJ to win this game, he needs to – Russ needs to cook. I mean, ever since people started yeah. saying that, Russ hasn't been cooking anything hot. I mean, he's been pretty bad, like we said, multiple times throughout yeah. this podcast. But Russ Adams and Jonathan Taylor all have great podcast or great matchups. Adams, I think, needs to score thirty points for LJ to win. I, he needs to keep up with Sean scoring. Yeah. Sean, I feel like scores one hundred forty points every week. It's insane. Cooks, Hawkinson, and Ayuk have pretty bad matchups. However, I think I think Ayuk and Hawkinson will do pretty good. At least I will see with Brandon Cooks. I, I don't really know to be honest with him. Yeah. Um. Zeke needs to play well. I think if Zeke scores 15, upwards of 20 points this week, I think he, I want to say he plays Cincinnati. So, you know, their defense isn't isn't all that special. So, I, 
I he needs to yeah. score a lot for him to keep up. I have the prediction of Sean winning 130 to 145 points to LJ's 100 to 115. I mean, LJ scored 129 points this week, but is Devontae going to score 30? He might. Is Jonathan Taylor going to score 21? I mean, maybe. IU could literally score five points next week. He could score 18, though. You know, you never know. Um, we're, we're just going to have to yeah. see, to be honest. I It could be a blow. It, LJ could win. You know what I mean? I don't know. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe with LJ, like you said, a lot of players have to hit for him. Russell Wilson versus the Jets. Obviously, he could, he could really go off here. Hasn't done that in a while for him. He could drop 40, you know. He dropped a 40 bomb for him. Then I could see Devontae dropping 25, 26 for him. You know, having 66 points there, that would really help keep up with Dalvin Cook, Aaron Jones. You know, Jones has a lot of weapons, you know. The flexes are questionable mm-hmm. consistency-wise for me. Juju, you never know who the Steelers are going to target one game. It could be Deontay Johnson, Juju, Chase Claypool, you know, even Eric Ebron. But uh, Tyler Boyd, you know, has – forget his – I don't even know his name. I forget his name, the quarterback they currently even have starting for him. Yeah, it's not even Ryan Finley. And it's like it's Brandon Allen. Brandon yeah. Allen, yeah. So it's – for me, if, if LJ's star players could keep up with the top four right there, Brady, Cooks, Jones, and Thielen, or Anna Allen – the top five, I'd say. Those are his main things. If he could keep up with them through Wilson, uh, Devontae Adams, Zeke, and even Cook could go off, I think then he'll have a real shot here. I think his team is deeper, just needs to score more. The running backs are scary for him. But uh, I think it's going to be a close one. But I do see Sean winning it. And if he does win, that'll be major for him because who knows that Antonio Gibson, when he could come back, he comes up for a championship. If he does, I didn't realize he was that good. You know, you you told me he was what was it like top top four, top five? He's been a beast. He? That that's amazing for him. If he could get him back into that flex spot for him, I I actually think he might have a shot one that there you or Ray, or I mean you or Sean, and uh, that'll be huge for him. So it's just this week, if he could get through it, I think that'll be major for him. It's gonna be a close one, but. I, I got Sean. Yeah, Sean's looking to repeat this year. All right, moving on to yeah. the betting odds. I mean, we don't really bet on these odds. I make them myself, but I'm going to update you. So we had to win the league entirely. Sean, 200 last week to plus 200 this week. Same odds. I moved myself from plus 250 to plus 225. Uh, I thought my team you know, played really well last week. Then Jobo, plus 350, he lost. Marcus, plus 650, he lost. Mm-hmm. We move Ange from plus 500 to plus 550. I mean, you know, he has a lot of potential, his team, but the fact of the matter is he scored 91 points. Yeah. And yeah. lastly, LJ from plus 650, moving up to plus 550. To win this mm-hmm. week, to win this week, we uh, Jobo and Marcus are out, so now we go to... Me, Ange, Sean, and LJ. I have myself as minus 200 compared to Ange as plus 180. Ange is the obvious underdog one versus six seed here. And Sean as yeah. minus 200 as well. And LJ plus 150. Sean or LJ is also a very big underdog, but it's a little closer, I feel like, the gap between his team and Ange's team. I feel yeah. like his team's better than Ange's team as of right now from what we saw last week. So... Those are the odds for to win this week. To lose the league entirely, I have from Jack. Jack being from minus three hundred to minus three fifty. Um, he his team, you know, whatever, didn't play well. I have Chris from being plus four fifty to minus two hundred. 
he wow. he he went he really disappointed like his team really really underwhelming mm-hmm. this week um yeah. i we'll see how it goes we'll see what happens um riley mm-hmm. plus 300 to plus 400 um especially obviously with him being neck and neck with you in the top scoring he's he may not even be in the championship and lastly you from yeah you went from plus 550 and staying at plus 550 i mean you were the high scorer so Love to hear it. And to yeah. advance to the Toy Bowl final, so not being top two in scoring uh, combined last week and this week coming up, Jack minus 650 to minus 700. Chris from plus 120 to minus 700. I mean, him and he's even lower than Jack. I mean, he's the lowest scorer. Riley yeah. minus 110 to plus 300, and you from plus 350 to plus 400. And that is all from – the write-up. Um, any any last words? Uh, I just want to say it's it's going to be entertaining, man. You know, a lot of teams are close. Uh, I can't see a toilet bowl. You know, I don't want to change anything, of course, but I believe it could be Chris and Jack. You know, mm-hmm. knock on wood, obviously. And a lot of people were saying it was going to be Jack, clearly Jack, but the teams are actually a lot closer than we would have expected, especially with, you know, potentially DJ Moore out. I'm going to start Wayne Gallman and Gio. DJ Chark, maybe. He's even not been consistent. So over two weeks, you never know. So I think that can really be a good matchup for us to see there. And then, you know, obviously the championship, the playoffs for you guys has been very close. And uh, got got you winning it, I believe. I put my money on all it. All right. All right. We'll see. Um, Yeah. That that's it from right. the first episode of the Ten to One podcast, the fantasy football podcast that will help you get from last to first place in a little to no time. Thank you from me Thank and Cole. First.